0: and i'm back this is tommy stokey on the stokey on podcast on fanrag sports and it's been a while the offseason was really slow, or at least it seemed like it. Um, more things were talked about than actually happened, and we just got kind of busy, and so that's why we haven't done this in a while. So we're back. We're going to do this twice a week. Um, at the end of the week, we're going to have John Heyman on as a guest every time, uh, going over... What's happening around the league? Uh, he'll start up his inside baseball column again. We'll talk to him about that, and then one earlier in the week where I hope to have somebody different on each time talking baseball of what's going on and and all that stuff. So before we get to John today, I want to start. Uh, I wrote this week uh, five things that I want to see happen before spring training, and at least two of them were pretty serious. I get yeah, yeah. I want people to stop asking Joe Madden why he managed the World Series the way that he did because he's going to answer it the same every time, and we've been listening to questions about that for four months. So now that spring training is here or about to be here, we have to move on to different questions. So, yeah, that was serious. But my two things, one, somebody has to sign Matt Weiders. We're going to talk to John about that, what's going on there, what he thinks is going to happen. But earlier in the off season, I said would have said that – I personally wouldn't want to sign Matt weeders to a huge contract that was being rumored that everybody figured he would be looking for. But now at this point, you have to be talking about a short-term deal, um, and he's the market's crashed to where I think that somebody should sign him, whether it's the Brewers, the Angels, the Nationals. Um, I, th- I think one of those three, I think he's a fit all three places. The Braves, eh. Tampa Bay, we've heard them involved, I don't know about that either um, but I think he's a good fit for the Brewers, the Angels or the Nationals and I think it's uh, running out of time for one of them to sign him so that's uh, that's one thing and he's got an interesting case a four time all star two time gold glove 20 home run potential out of a catcher and that's something that you don't see very often so he's 31 I think um, and I I don't know It's an interesting case when you go off that stuff. I know that his defense is only considered average now by certain defensive metrics. Pitch framing and receiving wasn't very good, but I think he's still a fit on a short-term deal. Let him reboost his value uh, if he can. If he goes to a team like the Brewers, he becomes trade bait at the trade deadline. Then he can go to a winner, you assume. Um, But one of those, those three, I think, need to take the chance on him. The second thing is Jose Quintana. I think the Astros need to trade for them already. They are clearly the best fit. They make the most sense. They have the pieces to make the deal, and I think that they have a clear need. I think that they are a World Series contender everywhere except their starting rotation, and their their rotation can be good enough if their offense carries them like it's expected to, but Dallas Keuchel, Lance McCullers, Colin McHugh, um, Charlie Morton, Joe Musgrove, uh, Mike Fires. That's good, that's, that's fine, but you throw in Jose Quintana in there, who is a legitimate ace, even though he's behind Chris Sale for a long time, so people don't maybe, maybe don't know that. Now I think you're talking about a, a legitimate World Series contender, and this is what you've been building up the farm system for. This is what you, why you haven't been spending money to get to this point. Now you are spending money. Put the finishing touches on, on your team and go get him now instead of waiting till June or July. Um, you might as well get the most out of him while you can, even though he has three years. So, Those are my two big things. Um, we'll see what John has to say about Matt Wieters here shortly. We'll go over National League win totals. Uh, Atlantis, Reno, Casino uh, released the first win total. So we're going to go over under on the National League. Next week we'll look at... American League so we'll get his thoughts on that so so we've got John Heyman now John I wouldn't call it a crazy offseason but um, certainly a weird one you saw some bigger deals early you know Josh Reddick gets 52 54 million um, but then later Edwin Encarnacion only gets 60 million uh, what is your overall takeaway from how this offseason played out
1: yeah, a lot of guys uh, got more than you would expect, and uh, many got less than you would expect. I think some of the guys who signed early were rewarded, as you mentioned, uh, Reddick, I think Houston uh, paid top, top dollar for some guys, uh, Redick included. Uh, St. Louis seemed to do the same. They targeted certain guys. Uh, I think the Fowler deal was high, even though I love Fowler. Um, I think the Cecil deal was high, even though he's one of the better lefty uh, relievers, but um, there's still guys out there, still guys waiting for jobs who are pretty good players, so uh, it was an unusual offseason and it's still going on.
0: Is there any team that jumps out at you that improved the most this offseason?
1: Well, I like the Indians and in what they did. Uh, for a small market to have signed Encarnacion, I can recall when that the rumor came up at the winter meetings, I pooh pooed it, saying uh, this would be their greatest miracle and uh, lo and behold, uh, they ended up the winner, and uh, Encarnacion, I think, did okay. I mean, in the end, uh, the power was not really sought after. Uh, he is a, a very good hitter as well and uh, a very good player. I, I did predict he would get more than the $60 million that he signed for, but um, I think in this market where power has not played, uh, I think he did okay. And I think Cleveland did well to get him because he is one of the best uh, 10 or 15 hitters in baseball. So they stand out to me. I, I think the Red Sox obviously improved a lot, adding uh, Chris Sale and some others. And I think the White Sox did the right thing uh, going to the rebuild mode, and they made a couple of really good trades. I thought the Sale trade was good, and I thought the Eden trade was a grand slam.
0: Yeah, you don't see a lot of times where a team that – is selling like the White Sox, come out as a big winner of the offseason, but I certainly think that they're one of them. Is there a team that you think should have done more? Uh, There's a
1: lot of teams that
0: should have done more. Uh, You know, I still wonder
1: about Toronto. Uh, They did bring Bautista back. Uh, I think they would have preferred to bring back Encarnacion of the two Uh, for a long time. I thought they wouldn't get neither, so uh, they're better than I thought they might end up, but I still have questions. They lost Cecil, so they're going to go down a little bit there. Howell's okay, but uh, Cecil Morn is prime at this point. So I would say they've gone backward a little bit. Um, that would be the one that really uh, jumps, to, uh, jumps to my mind.
0: And two teams, both in the NL East, the, the Mets and the Nationals, have been pretty quiet, but did, do you think that either one of them needed to do something? I mean, they're both bringing back really good team, so.
1: Yeah, I think the Mets ended up uh, re-signing Cespedes, which is what they needed to do. Um, they ended up uh, picking up that option on Jay Bruce, and now it looks like they're stuck with him, because it doesn't really fit. Uh, they'd be fine with Conforto in a corner outfield spot, but uh, have Jay Bruce instead, because, as we said, that power market just didn't develop, to whether it be in trades or free agency, so uh, a li- they got caught a little bit there, but I, th- I thought it was good. They brought Blevins back, um, You know, I think their bullpen's going to be okay. also brought uh, Salas back. Uh, They basically brought their guys back together, and they have a good team. So I get it. Uh, Nationals, you know, they've done a great job over the years. I think Mike Rizzo's been one of the better general managers, particularly in trades. I really don't get that Eaton trade. It does seem like they gave up too much for Eaton. I understand he's got a long deal at a reasonable price, but he's not great in center. He's better in right. And, uh, you know, I think Trey Turner's going to be fine at short. That'll work out okay. But uh, they obviously lost Wilson Ramos, who was terrific last year, and they lost the defense of Espinosa at second base. So, uh, I, to me, they've gone backward a little bit, especially with the promise that uh, we went at, into the meetings in Washington, D.C., thinking that uh, they were big players for sale, they were going to get a big closer. They didn't do that. They didn't get Melanson. They tried there. Then they ended up trying for Jansen, which didn't seem to be in the plan. So uh, they were a little bit scattershot, a little bit o- all over the map. I'm a little surprised it's not like them, and I think they
0: suffered for it. Yeah, here, I guess that shows what I think about the Eaton trade, because I said that they've stood pat, and they made that huge deal in December that I've already forgotten about. So I think it'll <laughs> be fine, but not for that, that package. So one guy that maybe the nationals go after and obviously the best free agent still available, Matt Wieters starting with his market. Why do you think it's been so slow for him?
1: Um, I think, you know, if some of it is perception. I think that uh, there are a lot of teams that are turned off by the um, pitch framing stats and it have not been good for the last four years. Um, I, I think that's overdone in my, my opinion, uh, I, I don't get that one. I've come around a little bit on war, although I think it's imperfect. Uh, his war number wasn't great last year, but uh, he hit really well the last two months. He's had been uh, now his first year back uh, completely from uh, Tommy John surgery, and he uh, seems to be rounding into form. He's right in the middle of his prime. Uh, he blocks well. He throws well. Um, obviously, they've developed a lot of pitchers in Baltimore. It's a little bit shocking. You, you don't know exactly, in, unless you're in the middle of the negotiations. Is it possible that the price was too high at the beginning? It, it's possible. Um, you know, we'll see. Um, it's it, it's it's very very curious at this point. There are a lot of teams that are maybes, and nobody has jumped out yet. Uh, I've heard that the market is beginning to develop, but and we will see. Uh, Scott Porras has pulled out some miracles before. I think Prince Fielder signed for $209 million in February. Uh, Max Scherzer was mid-January for his $210 million. Um, I don't know what we're going to see here, but, uh, you know, the Angels and Milwaukee uh, Nationals, uh, the Braves uh, all make some sense. Like, you know, you, you could speculate the Reds or the Rockies or wait for an injury I don't know you'd like to see the catcher get to spring training when pitchers and catchers report but uh, at this point not sure that's
0: going to happen and with pitchers we've seen it I think more where if they come in late um Giovanni Gallardo signed late last year and that seemed to to hurt him getting that late start Do you think that how much of a difference do you think that'll make for weeders if he doesn't report next week to a team
1: well, I think if just being the catcher, and presumably the starting catcher wherever he goes, you have to have a rapport with the pitcher, so that may take some time in developing, but yeah, I'm not so sure. Uh, we've seen some pitchers come in late, like uh, Kyle Loach signed it in late March one year and actually had an excellent year, um, but some guys who were late uh, struggled that first year back. Uh, Kendris Morales was one who struggled when he signed uh, during the season for the Twins a couple of years ago. Um so, you know, it's a mixed bag there. I, I just think uh, it's probably better to be uh, with the pitchers if you're a catcher. But uh, I, I don't know if there's any rush on this. Uh, it may take a, a while longer, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how it goes because he's the best guy still remaining as far as I could tell. There are a couple other pretty good players still left.
0: He's a 20-home run potential catcher, a four-time all-star, a two-time gold glove. And I was looking at his numbers um because I know he's not a big on-base guy, only 302, and only hit like 220 or 230. But if you take out, I don't know if it was June or July, he hit like 120 or something, where he was just brutal. And if you take that out, I don't think it, his numbers look quite as bad. So,
1: yeah, uh, he had a nice finish. It's it's odd that Brandon Moss, who had the finish in September, where he was like seven for 80 or something like that. Or eight for 70, uh, that he ended up with a, a decent two year, $12 million deal. Uh, Weeders was really good, actually, uh, in the last couple of months. And, uh, you know, if you look at it and say, well, maybe he was still rounding into shape with the, uh, elbow surgery, uh, you can make a case that the, the slow start, uh, was related to that. Um, so, you know, there are some things out there. Uh, he had kind of a mixed bag of a season. He had, uh, uh, the pitch framing numbers are supposedly not great, but uh, overall he's been a, a pretty good catcher who's hit 20 home runs three times, who's had uh, 60 or more RBIs uh, four times, and been silver slugger. He's been a gold glove. Uh, oh, excuse me, four-time all-star, two-time gold glove. I don't think he's been a silver slugger. But uh, he, he's a, an above-average hitter for a catcher, and they certainly have pitched much better than people would have thought in Baltimore uh, making the playoffs three out of the last five years.
0: So when you look at the Nationals, the Braves, the Angels, the Brewers, I've seen stuff about Tampa Bay out there possibly. Which of those teams do you think makes the most sense or should be the one that gets this over with and signs them?
1: Yeah, to me the Angels make a lot of sense. Um, They still have young pitching. Uh, They were were a better team than people thought last year. They only gave up ten more runs than they scored. They were never in it. Uh, They had all these injuries. You've got Richards coming back. Uh, Right now they have Maldonado as their starting catcher. So um, I think Wheaters makes a lot of sense for the Angels. That's me talking. Uh, You could make a case for the Nationals. They have uh, acquired Norris, but uh, he had 180 last year, so I'm not quite sure about that. That was one of the curious moves the Nationals did make. Severino is more of a defensive guy. Uh, and a young guy, um, it would seem like a veteran catcher would help the Nationals. And I, I in my opinion, the Nationals have taken a step backwards. So uh, from that standpoint, I think they could use him. Uh, and the Rockies have young catching. If they have faith in their young catchers, I'd go right ahead with that. But uh, they're a team that's improved, that's on the cusp of uh, contention, I believe, with the additions of Desmond and, and Dunn and uh, some of the uh, young guys now um, probably maturing. Uh, it seems like a, a veteran catcher really could help them. They have not said that. They haven't su- really suggested that. They seem like they're going to go with the Murphy and Walters. Uh, but uh, to me, they got very young pitchers uh, who have talent with a chance and a team with a chance. Uh, so, I, you know, if you look at it logically, to me the Rockies probably, I'm talking myself into anyway, it, but I think the Rockies are, make the most sense. I think they're not likely to be the ones, though. I think Angels are more likely and I think the Nationals are and and you're starting to hear some about the Rays but that would surprise me a little bit but uh, you know they, they've occasionally surprised us so we'll we'll see about that they they certainly have been um active in the free agent market and the trade market lately
0: Before we get to the win totals for the National League and giving our best guesses 6 weeks or 2 months before the season starts as spring training begins, you're in Florida. What do you enjoy most? What do you look forward to the most when it comes to spring training?
1: Uh, well, I like to get out to all the camps and to see uh, some of the young stars. Obviously, we, there are a lot of great uh, players under 25 now, so, uh, and many of them are already established as big stars. But it's always great to see them, and I think this is a great time for baseball. We've highlighted that on FanRag Sports. Uh, Corey Seeger is a guy that uh, you did a story on recently or the website did and um you know there are a lot of young players in their early twenties, obviously Trout, Harper, Arenado, Machado. I think this is really a golden era of baseball for that reason. But then you also like to see uh the rookies, the up and comers and see really who's gonna be the next of that group and see if uh see how that group compares to the one that's there now. I think it's they're gonna be hard pressed to match the so Harper, Trout, Machado uh, Arenado uh, group uh, of superstars at uh, 25 or younger, but I always like to see the young kids and see how they're doing.
0: Yeah, we're doing that the 25 at 25 countdown and seeing some of the names as I as I put together the vote totals and all that. Just, I mean, you have people that some guys number two, some guys number somebody else has that guy at number ten. Some people don't get a vote. Another guy puts them at 11 or 12. So it just goes to show the amount of young talent that there is I know you know some people have Trey Turner in like the top five and well that might be a little crazy but he is really good and there are so many of them that you can make a case for and I think next year when we do it'll be even more interesting because Mike Trout will graduate and I think he's the unanimous number one um, I don't want to give any spoilers away but Chris Bryant might have the inside edge at uh, number one next year but we'll see
1: yeah, I mean, uh, Trey Turner was spectacular in half a season. Now, I, I think there are probably going to be people who look at that and say, "Only oh, played half a year, I want to see more. Others who see that potential and uh, would put him near that top. So, uh, yeah, that was one of those great deals that the Nationals made, and they have a history of making those great deals, and we didn't see that this winter, at least not in my opinion. But I, I would tend to put Trey Turner up pretty high. Maybe not in the top five, but probably in the top
0: ten. All right, let's let's go to these win totals. Uh, the Atlantis Casino in Reno is, is considered the first uh, casino sports book to put out their their win totals. Um, obviously, these are different than the pagoda projections that came out on baseball prospectus that, that drew a lot of conversation as always. Uh, first of all, my thought on Vegas is that they always know best. So if something looks too high or looks too low, there's probably a reason for it. So when we get to a team like the Padres, who are only at 64-and-a-half, and that seems really low, there's probably a reason for it. And teams that are really high, like the Cubs at 95-and-a-half, my thought is Vegas knows something. So I want to run through these and, and get your quick thoughts, uh, starting with the Arizona Diamondbacks at 78-and-a-half.
1: Yeah, you know, um, I, I, I obviously they underachieved last year, and they had all those injuries, but uh, I'm going to st- – Go under on them. Um, I just think they're a little thin, and injuries will hurt them. If they stay healthy, you've got Pollock, you've got Goldschmidt, uh, obviously Granke at the top of that rotation. And Miller bounces back. If everything comes together, you could easily see them in the mid 80s. But I, I'm going to I'm going to say narrowly under on the D backs.
0: I think between the Diamondbacks and the Rockies, who we'll get to it in a minute, you one is going to be over, one's going to be under, and I'm going to go. I'm going to be a homer and go over on the Diamondbacks just because I think that there was a lot of talent there last year and a lot of turmoil throughout the organization, I think brought a lot of that down. And I don't see how the starting pitching can be as terrible as it was last year. Um, then they're going to be able to score. So if the pitching isn't what it was last year, which was like the worst in baseball, then I think they can sneak up. Even if it's only 81, 82, I'm not saying they're going to make a playoff run, but, um, that, that's, that's a tough one. The Atlanta Braves at 71-and-a-half, I'm going to say that they sneak over that.
1: Yeah, not that I'm predicting a big season for the Braves. They were pretty good in the second half. Uh, they got some veteran pitchers. Um, I still think those young pitchers they have are not quite ready, but 71-and-a-half, that's a low total. There's going to be some excitement for the new park. I'm going to say they sneak over that number.
0: The Chicago Cubs, 95 and a half, the defending World Series champions, coming off 103 wins.
1: That's an over. Uh, to me, you know, they won 103 games. They're bringing back uh, the same team, uh, except for no Fowler, but we have Schwarber instead, uh, basically. Uh, I think uh, they added a little extra pitching depth at the end. Montgomery could be a starter, too. Uh, That defense is fantastic. The players are very young, uh, coming into their own. I think regular season, uh, they will beat what they did last year.
0: And I'm going to take the over as well. Even what you lose with Fowler, and I think that he was really important to what they did, another year of development for Alvaro Mora. John Jay is uh, serviceable, can be a good fill-in. You get Schwarber, all the other young guys develop. I I wonder, because Jason Hamill is pretty dependable, even though Joe Madden lost trust in him at the end of the year a lot of people think montgomery's better in the bullpen what can you get out of brett anderson but i also think that if that is a problem the cubs have the money they have the prospects to make something happen so i don't think that they're going to let a weak spot in the rotation keep them from reaching their goals so i think that they'll go over on that the cincinnati reds 73 and a half.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're already starting with a problem. Homer Bailey, uh, now with elbow surgery, um, you know, the a, a team is really a, a tough one right now. They're in a tough spot. I think they're doing the right thing. Uh, there's some positive signs out there. They've got some prospects. Not enough. Uh, Joey Votto and company is going to be hard-pressed to beat that seventy-three and a half. to me. I think that's an under.
0: And I'm going to go under as well. I think that they'll probably finish uh, last in the NL Central. The... Colorado Rockies, 79 and a half. The Diamondbacks are 78 and a half. Here's Colorado. I took the over for Arizona. I'm going to take the under for Colorado.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go over on that one. I'm caught up in the excitement a little bit. they got a lot of young pitching talent. They're very young, so it could go either way, obviously. But uh, I think that positional team, when you've got Arenado, uh, Story, LeMahieu, uh Desmond now, and you've got Blackman, you've got Cargo, um if you if you believe in those players you got to think they could beat seventy nine point five i think i think i'll make a little side bet with you on that one, but
0: uh <laughs> we'll move on to the next team now all right we got dinner on that uh los angeles dodgers ninety one and a half I will go over
1: yeah me too i think that's an over uh i think uh i think they're showing some good signs they brought back uh a good thing uh I I like uh, the direction they're they're headed. They have very good young talent. You've got Urias playing now the whole year, and uh, they had a lot of pitching injuries last year with the 91 wins. Uh, Presuming they don't have nearly as many injuries as last year, they should be able to beat
0: 91.5. The Miami Marlins, 77 and a half.
1: Yeah, that's my home team here. Um, I, I, I think they're going to go under. I like their position team. Uh, I think their pitching is thin. They've helped themselves with Straley. Um, they've certainly improved themselves. Their bullpen isn't bad. Um, you know, that's a t- that, I think that's about the right number. I'm going to say they win 77, so that's an under.
0: I'm going to go under, too. I don't know how they're going to respond to playing under the circumstances that they're going to be without jose fernandez yep. it could be an emotional year for them um, plus as good as they are offensively a position player wise there are plenty of questions about the starting rotation and the pitching staff so the milwaukee brewers 72 and a half i think that they sneak over um, because i think that the reds will be bad enough that maybe they can pick up some extra wins there
1: yeah, I'm with you as well. I think they'll go over. We'll see if they trade Ryan Braun. That could make a difference there. Um, they've got some good young talent coming. Um, they haven't developed a lot of pitchers. We'll see if Nelson, for all to some of these guys, can respond a little bit more. Davies looked good last year. Uh, it's just a low number for me, 72-and-a-half. I think they'd be dead.
0: The New York Mets, 89-and-a-half.
1: You know, I'm going to say under. I, I mean, I think that's a good number for them, 89-and-a-half. A lot of pitching questions still. Obviously, they've got a lot of talent there. Um, you know, they have depth in their uh, position players, uh, but some questions still. We see have to see what Darnell can do at catcher. They've got to sort out that outfield to some degree, though. There's talent there, obviously. You'll see if Duda bounces back a little bit from his injury. Uh, familiar, see if he is suspended. Um, I think they'll sneak into the playoffs uh, with a win total of about 88, so a little under.
0: It's crazy that two years ago we were talking about uh, how good this rotation is, and obviously it still is, but it all depends on health and how much they can um, be out there on the field. I'm going to go under, too. Who's their number two behind Cespedes offensively? Michael Conforto might be their best outfielder that's not Cespedes, and he might have to start the year in AAA because of their logjam. So I think there's some question marks offensively as well. I'll also go under the Philadelphia Phillies, I can tell you that Alex Smolikoff is all over the over of
1: 72.5. Yeah, I'm going to go with him on, on that. I, I think they're going to go over. Uh, maybe I'm not overly enthused about that, but uh, I, I, they get a lot of pitching possibilities. Uh, they should be able to find something there. Um, they've got a lot of veterans on one-year deals with incentive to play well. 72.5 is just a low number, so I, I'm going to go over
0: be- and this is where I think that Vegas knows because I think a lot of people are on this over. So I'm just going to take a wild guess and say under, um, you know, maybe they move those guys on those one-year deals. Maybe Does the pitching staff hold up? Hellickson was was great last year. Will he do that again? Um, there are so many low numbers, and I keep going over on all of them. So I feel like one has to hit under. So I'm just picking the Phillies That makes that one. The Pittsburgh Pirates, 85-and-a-half.
1: Wow. Uh, that's a tough one. I think McCutcheon's really gonna bounce back. He's got a lot of incentive. He's gonna be much better this year. Um they have some young stars that could could really do well. So I, I'm gonna say over. I mean I think again, I think Vegas' number is pretty good, but I'm gonna say they're gonna do a little better than eighty five and a half.
0: Yeah, I've got over two. I think a lot of people forget how good they've been. I know that last year they took a slight step back, but you're talking about a team that was winning ninety plus games. The, I think they won 97, 98 the other year. Um, so I'm going I'm to go over there as well. The Padres at 64.5, that number is so low that I'm also <laughs> going under, uh, probably because I can't name who their starting rotation is going to be. Um, I, I, th- I can
1: name it, and that's the problem. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not a great one. Um, you know, I think they're doing the right thing in rebuilding. I, I think they're gathering a lot of great young talent, and they're really going to be good in the future And I hope they don't take this as too big of an insult, but I see them as under. I just don't see any innings in that rotation, so that that creates a mess. When you don't have any, I mean, right now you've got guys who are basically, uh, I mean, Perdomo might be okay, but the rest of them are, you'd be thrilled to get 130 innings out of any of them, I think. So uh, I'm going under on the Padres.
0: Yeah, and I think after AJ Preller's first year, I think everything he's done since then, um, as far as acquiring talent, has been great. Uh, that's just it's all young talent, and not going to help this year. So, the San Francisco Giants eighty-seven and a half. It's not an even year.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go over. I um, mean, they answered their question to get the bullpen straightened out with uh, Melanson. Uh, you know, they always find a way in the playoffs. I know it's this is the regular season we're talking about, but. Uh, I'm I'm always figuring it's always better to bet on the Giants than against them.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go over um, again with the Padres are going to be that bad. There's a lot of wins there to make up a difference. Um, maybe they need a fifth starter depending on how Matt Kane is, but a, a fifth starter usually is uh, easy to find somebody serviceable there. If that doesn't work out, I'll go over there, but I'm going to go under on the St. Louis Cardinals at 87 and a half.
1: Yeah, me too. Uh, You know, I was at Dakota. Somebody really slammed them. Uh, But, uh, you know, they just were weird last year. We'll see how they respond. Um, You know, uh, they ended up being smart not to get Hayward back. I don't know if it was smart or lucky, but uh, their defense was really bad. Uh, Their base running wasn't too good. The fundamentals not so great. It was a very weird season. Uh, I'm a little concerned about them. Uh, They did add Fowler uh, in center field. That helps. Um, and uh, they did add um, Cecil, so that helps too. So, uh, you know, I mean, obviously it's probably nobody made a lot of money betting against the Cardinals, but I'm going to give it a shot here and say under 87.5.
0: And And if they were going to take a step back, I think this is the year to do it because the Cubs are so good, and there are some questions for the Cubs after this year in their starting rotation. Um, So I don't think it will be the end of the world for St. Louis. Uh, finally, the last team, the Washington Nationals, you've said that, that you think they've taken a step back. Their number is 90-and-a-half.
1: You know, I'm going to go under. I, I could see going either way on that one. I do still like their talent very much. Their rotation is still excellent uh, with, with Scherzer, but they really have a hole in that bullpen. I, they don't have the hitting at catcher that they had. They go from who was the best-hitting catcher in baseball last year, basically, in, in Ramos, to... If it's Norris, uh, he was about the worst hitting catcher. They lost some defense as well. We'll see in center field whether Eaton is as good as uh, Turner. I'm skeptical on that one. We've got Turner at shortstop. Uh, You know, if he's as good as Espinosa at short, uh, more power to him. I'm not so sure that he will be. I think he's terrific offensively, but uh, I think there's enough questions there that I'm going to go under. I think they make the playoffs, but just under 90.5.
0: I wrote down over, but you've kind of talked me almost out of it. But I have well, to, I mean, don't let me. I, do have to, that, st- I, mean. I have to stick to it anyway, and even with <laughs> Daniel Murphy, could Daniel Murphy have the year that he had last year? But yeah,
1: well, don't let me talk you into it. I mean, I, I mean, I think they're going to win eighty-nine. So it's not like I think they're going to win seventy. So.
0: All right. Well, I think they'll I think, win ninety-one. Think to your guns. They'll win ninety-one then and, and win the division. So, all right, we will uh, go over American League next week. I've written these down so we can embarrass ourselves later in the season and go from there.
1: Sounds Um, good. I always like to embarrass myself. All
0: right. Well, uh, enjoy your Arby's dinner tonight for your wife's birthday. I'm sure that's where you're taking her. (laughs) Yes. Perfect.
1: Arby's with a horsey sauce. Got to mix in the horsey sauce there.
0: You got it. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, John. All right. Great talking. So just going through these real quick again, our our disagreements on the – The totals, I think, over on the Diamondbacks. Um, John thinks under. Uh, We agree on the Braves, over. We agree on the Cubs, over. Agree under Reds. I think under on the Rockies. He has over on the Rockies. Again, I think the the Rockies and the D-backs, one of those teams goes over, one goes under, and I'm not sure which is which. The Rockies kind of feel like last year's D-backs where there's a lot of momentum about what they did. Um, Ian Desmond's still a very good player even if you don't like his contract uh, they have a lot of offensive talent and young pitching to like reminds me of the Diamondbacks last year so I bought the hype last year on Arizona I don't want to buy the hype this year on Colorado um, the next disagreement the Phillies I'm just going with Vegas on this because they have to be right about something um, usually are so I'm taking the under John's going over and then our last disagreement is the Nationals. He's going under and I'm going over. So we will see how those go. Uh, There's still you know, moves to be made. We don't even know who's going to make the 25-man roster. We don't know who's going to get hurt in spring training. Um, but these came out today, so it's always fun to take a look at that. We will do American League next week. So I will do another one of these early next week, hopefully with a different guest, and then we'll talk to John at the end of the week. Otherwise, check out fanragsports.com, and thanks for listening.